It's now time for Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Mike will get you into the ring with the latest boxing and MMA info, the Lobos, and much more. Now, now. here's Mike Adams 2.0. Good morning, sports fans. Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Happy holidays. What a week in sports. Unbelievable. Brand new coach at the University of New Mexico. The playing games. I, I don't even understand what that means, playing games. And I'm going to get to that here in a minute. Then college football puts us into a whirlwind. But Michael Franco, what a week in sports. What a week in sports. What a week in the ring and in the cage. We've had some excitement, Mike Adams, from Armin Sarukian to heck. Amanda Serrano making a stand. It has been a huge week around the sports world. Michael Franklin, are you ready for fact or fiction? Because I'm ready for fact or fiction. If you're ready, Mike, we're getting right to it, and we got to get right to it because last week was a busy week. Last week you talked to Joe O'Neill, so we didn't have time to get into it. But Benavides has made his statement, and it is undeniable now that a fight with him and Charlo will be box office. Yeah, it has to be, Mike. His his performance against Andrade was amazing, if not uh, just just fantastic, Mike. To give you a couple of adjectives, but he has put his name on the map. He is he is box office, and Canelo Alvarez is probably on the horizon. Charlo impressed you with the ferocity he brought out in his performance. Well, I'll tell you, Mike. He he did come in at a catch weight, and he he was a little heavy. Uh, but he looked fantastic. So if he has to make the weight and he has to fight Benavides, I like Benavides all day. If he makes the weight and tries to go after Canelo for his brother, let's see what happens. But, yes, what a grand performance by Charlo. Canelo versus Benavides, though. That's the one we want to see, people. Katie Taylor, she impressed? Absolutely. I called it last week, Michael. You were putting me on the spot. I lost my Bills pick. But Katie Taylor is back, Micah. And it's like you said, that first-time performance, maybe she underestimated her opponent, but this time, no underestimation whatsoever. Armin Saryukian, pencil him in as a next-level title contender. Absolutely, fact. And, and Micah, here's the thing. We talk to the world title contender. We always use that word, title contender. What does that mean, Micah? That means this guy is one fight away from really actually getting the title fight. And depending on if some injuries pop up with that kind of performance against Benil Dariush, we knew that Saryukian had the athletic advantage, that he was the more explosive athlete. The fast-twitch muscles were all in his favor. But to come out and to find that finishing sequence and to be able to really put an exclamation point on the statement it makes him a hot commodity and it puts his name right there in perspective for a title shot that's what we mean when we say a real title challenger he could jump in on an injury notice he could just win one more big fight against one of those last action heroes that we know a Gaethje, a chandler a poyer and then armin saryukian will be fighting for the world title mike perry truly is the king of violence Mike Perry continues to dominate. Eddie Alvarez was the guy this time around, but I think Mike Perry's found his niche, Micah. When you think of all the fights he's been in, right? Mixed martial arts, 
everything else he's done, this could be his niche. And right now he is the face of BKFC. Not everyone is born and bred for bare knuckle. But Mike Perry seems to be right at home in the squared circle. There's not many guys that will eat punches and can eat punches with the bare knuckles, feeling their capillaries in their face being destroyed and the blood poureth out and still just hunger for more. He said it wakes him up. It takes him a few. And then he was able to deliver this violence that leads to Eddie Alvarez self-diagnosing what turns out to be his own two orbitable fractures. That is just an insane amount of violence delivered by our new king of violence, Factor Fiction, a Jorge Masvidal, Mike Perry fight would take the promotion to that next level. That's a fact, and I'm taking Masvidal in that, Micah. Masvidal's known as a street fighter. Fought on Kimbo Slice, his undercards in the streets, Micah. That Jorge Masvidal, Mike Perry, that would be the fight. That would be an incredible fight to make. And let's be honest, there are two Miami guys doing it there in the 305 would be huge. Anthony Pettis' name was thrown out there. Next week, he will be in the Karate Combat Battlefield against Benson Henderson. So if you haven't checked out Karate Combat, they're doing a trilogy fight there. And Showtime Pettis has to focus on that before possibly entertaining Bare Knuckle, which I'd rather see him do MMA Karate Combat. I don't see... Showtime Pettis is being a bare knuckle fighter. Do you think that's a fact? I think that's fiction, Michael. If the money's right, guess what? You're going to see him as a bare knuckle fighter. Fact or fiction, Ryan Garcia had the kind of performance that makes you forget about the loss to Tank. I'm going to say fiction. I thought there was more entertainment, Micah, during the press conference as he said some things about Bernard, he said some things about Oscar. You can just tell that relationship's not there. But at the end of the day, he performed. Oscar Duarte, uh, a formidable opponent, but Ryan Garcia looked good. Now he wants Shakur Stevenson. He's doing all the right things, Micah. He's in that opportune moment to make money. Um, and let's see how this plays out with his promotional team. He wasn't with Goosen, his original trainer. He had switched trainers. So a lot of things happen in Micah and Ryan Garcia did perform well enough to keep his name relevant. Garcia versus Stevenson. Do you think that can be a reality or a fiction? No, I think that's fact. I think it happens within the next 18 months uh, for sure. Do you think that is a catchweight fight? Do you think Garcia has to come down? Because if they're at 140, I think I like Ryan's chances. Yeah, I, that has to be at a catchweight, Micah, but it's the money fight. That's what people want to see. And at the end of the day, Micah, Ryan Garcia sells tickets. Ryan Garcia sells tickets. We also have a big seller in the boxing ring. De 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 in the boxing ring this weekend, Devin Haney has vacated, vacated to go up to 140. He's going after a new target. It's Regis Prograves. It's tonight. It's Matchroom. It's pay-per-view. It's the zone. All those words apply. Do we see a new champion or an end still champion, Mike? Well, th let, let me just tell you, the fact is, this is a great fight. The The fact is, Micah, not a whole lot of people are going to watch it outside of your true boxing fan. But I would suggest, if you have an opportunity to watch this fight, Devin Haney, I, that's who I like, Micah. I like Devin Haney to win this fight, but Progress, what a, what a competitor he is. So it's going to be, you know what, Micah, here's the thing. It's going to be Saturday night, Lakers against the Pacers. Saturday night, Haney. Saturday night, Covington. Micah, Saturday night is going to be busy. 
Not Covington yet. That's the following week. This weekend, if you want to get there, it is Song Yadong versus Chris Gutierrez in the octagon. And Song is ripe to become an international sensation, I believe. Well, well, here's the thing, Micah. That's why I pushed it to Covington. See, the Covington fight, you'll be there live. Next weekend. Is that correct? Yes, next weekend. Right. But that's what I'm talking about, Micah. The fight, as good as it's going to be, no one's talking about it. Everybody's talking about the following Saturday in Covington. So we get Haney this Saturday, Covington next Saturday. But still a good night of, of MMA action for this Saturday night, tonight. When you think about it, going back, like we said, we've had Benavides, we've had Garcia. Now you're going to get Jason Sanchez tonight, I believe, is in action on ESPN Plus, or is it regular ESPN? Well, best of luck to Jason. Uh, and, and I'll tell you what, those Sanchez brothers continue to impress, Micah. It's top-ranked boxing. It's from Pensacola, Florida, people. So you got that one. And then, like we said, you head up to MMA. But if you're looking at what DAZN is doing, I believe even next weekend, there's one of your favorites in action, Jake Paul. Well, here's the thing, Micah. We haven't heard much about Jake Paul. Now that he's going to go PFL, he might box, he might he, he might go join his brother in wrestling. You, but you haven't heard the thunder in which Jake Paul, no matter what he was doing, everybody was talking about it. But if he's going to go to the PFL, Michael, who does he fight? If he's going to box, who's that next opponent? And at the end of the day, Michael, it's just not that thunderous roar of the name Jake Paul like it once was. The hype has definitely calmed down. It's going to be Paul versus August. See, I'm not even going to give you the first name because do you even know who I'm talking about? And you then you also have Rodriguez versus Edwards. So when you're talking about boxing and zone, this weekend we got Saturday night. Next weekend they're going Friday and Saturday. We also had the news talking about boxing. Factor Fiction, the PBC will only grow bigger now with the association official with Prime Video. Well, you would think so, Micah. You would think so, right? And it's just going to be interesting moving forward. What is if the PBC has already made the deal with Prime? What's Top Rank going to do? What's De La Hoya's with the Zone? Top Rank's with the SPN. So the networks have just changed. We were used to HBO, Showtime, that type of thing. It's just changed, Mike. It's just a different format. PBC's always going to be strong. De La Hoya's going to always be strong. Top Rank's always going to be strong. And it feels like, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's. Prime just ate up Showtime's real estate in the industry. They just took it over. Yeah, that's a fact. And and, and here's the thing, Micah. Prime now with the NFL. Prime now going to boxing. Uh, Prime could be the rival to all networks when it comes to sports in the future. The endless pockets of, I believe you, you want to tell us all the time, someone has deep ties to New Mexico, Jeff Bezos. Definitely a change in the sports landscape. Absolutely, Micah, that's a fact. And not just the sports landscape. Any landscape he gets into, he's going to win. He's a winner. Also, we've had recently, and I don't know, Mike, have you got back into the trading card game? The trading card game is changing. Have you seen? Well, not only is it changing, Micah, you're talking about Topps trading cards, Donruss trading cards. Are those the trading cards you're talking about? 
We're talking about that. We're talking about how they were purchased by the same company that owns Fanatics and how they have changed, how they are reimbursing, how they are doing buybacks, how they are now going to be working on specific giveaways, how they are starting to debut the debut patch for MLB rookies. I'm talking about taking the whole elevation of the card game in a new direction. Well, I'm, I'm a fan of the old school cards, the ones that would put the statistics on the back, Tell you if they played Triple A, Micah. It was just a card with their picture. Now with all the different types of cards, and I'm talking basketball cards, football cards. I go back to when the basketball card was real gigantic. It was bigger than all the other cards, Micah. One day I'm going to bring you in some of my basketball cards. I think you're going to be impressed. You mentioned statistics, and statistics don't lie. Florida State is undefeated and should be in the college football playoffs. That's a fact. I'm I'm one of the guys who says Florida State, ACC, history, former national champions. Uh, I was I was I, I don't want to say the word shocked, Micah. I was perplexed. It only made sense. That they, that they should have been there. Yes, the arguments for Georgia, who was probably the best team in America. You lose to Alabama in the SEC championship game. Texas beat Alabama. Okay. Now, no one's saying a word about Washington. Washington's undefeated and they get the two seed. But with Florida State, and I, I think the, I think the out of, hey, the quarterback wasn't playing well, that type of thing. Here's, here's to me what this looks like now. If Micah Franklin's trying to choose a school and it comes down to Bama or Florida State, you're going to say, wait a minute, we go undefeated at Florida State and we're not playing for the national championship? I'm going to Bama. When did Florida State not get enough name recognition? When did having a backup quarterback win become a bad thing? Mike, it wasn't a bad thing in 2014 for Ohio State. It wasn't a bad thing for Bama in 2017, Clemson in 2018, or Georgia in 2019. But for some reason, in 2023, we said it's a bad thing for Florida State. That's a fact, but it should be fiction. Uh, I'm just curious on how the committee looked at Washington. Like Washington have more big wins? I, I, I haven't looked at Washington's schedule. But the ACC, Pac-12, both dominant conferences. I know Washington beat Oregon head up, and that's a huge victory. I just don't see how you leave Florida State out. So if you're going to keep Alabama or Georgia, nobody ever said a word about Washington. Do you see it as the right or wrong decision? Caleb Williams says he will be sitting out of USC's bowl game to prepare for the NFL draft. It's the right decision for Caleb Williams. If you're a UFC fan or alum, you probably want to put another trophy in your trophy case at whatever bowl you go to. So at the end of the day, Micah, uh, good for Caleb Williams and then for the fan base. Because SC, you know, they only put in national championships and Heisman trophies. But I'm sure there's a trophy case somewhere for other bowl games and other bowl wins. You're calling that the janitor's closet? I, I, I don't know. Where... I'll say this, Micah. SC is so storied in their programs. National championships and Heisman trophy winners. There's You go to Duke, Micah, they only have national champ. They have all the other stuff, the ACC stuff. But in the main room, it's national championships and, and retired jerseys. Fact or fiction, Mike, Texans and Colts are the two hottest teams in the AFC. Texans for sure, fact. Colts are playing well. And I'll tell you what, Mike, with the Jaguars losing last week, unbelievable. But 
you, you don't expect one of your best players to be out after play one. You don't expect Trevor Lawrence to go down. But the Texans right now, Micah, look like they're in the driver's seat. They look like they're in the driver's seat. Everybody can breathe a sigh of relief. Trevor Lawrence was at practice on Thursday. So as we sit, we wait with bated breath. His ankle rests the Jags' future, especially with their backup quarterback having a shoulder injury. We wait to see that AFC South, all of a sudden, one of the more intriguing races in all of football. Uh, I'll tell you this, too, Micah. The Patriots beat the Steelers. Who who would have thought that was a big upset two years ago? You would have never Nobody. thought of that as an upset. Never. But that's what the NFL is. And and I know you're going to go down the road of the NBA, right? The NBA, the, the, the Pacers versus the Lakers, Micah. Are you a fan of this tournament? I mean, is this tournament something that you're a fan of? I I have two different perspectives on it. My first one is I'm a fan of the tournament. I'm a fan of the guys got into it, and I'm a fan that everyone is excited about it. I'm a fan of the opportunity of a extra 500k for the guys. I'm a fan of having a showcase in Vegas, but somehow I'm not a fan of saying that this fixed the beginning of the regular season because the tournament only actually encompassed four of the first 20 games. So ratings are still bad for those other 16 games. And I'm also not a fan of seeing the extra intensity for the tournament games and how it gets dialed down for the other ones. It's it's this perplexing unbalance still in the regular season where now we really have made four more games of the regular season out of the first 20 exciting and then it's still a malaise through the other 16 games. So I'm mixed between it. I like it, but we still haven't fixed the problem that we were out to solve. But as an entity itself, this is a lot of fun, and Vegas was rocking. Yeah, Vegas was rocking last night, Micah. And and I'm telling you what, I'm excited for the championship game. I'm not a fan of how the courts look these days, Micah. Whatever just happened to the the old the old basketball court, the hardwood Micah, I, it, it is, it's hard for me to keep up with the basketball because there's so much going on on that court. You love the fancy new tournament, then you gotta love the new uniforms and you gotta love the new courts. It's all new together. You can't have it old and then new. It has to be all new packaging together because next year it'll probably be the Amazon Prime T-Mobile NBA tournament. I, I, I'm sure we're going to get something different. Maybe next year it's just the T-Mobile tournament and it's all pink and black court. Think of this, Micah. Is, uh, Vegas is not the entertainment capital of the world. It is becoming the sports capital of the world. You have hockey. You have Formula One. You have basketball from the National Basketball Association. You just were awarded a Major League Baseball team. Micah, the the Vegas is the sports capital. Don't forget the home of the defending Stanley Cup champions and your WNBA two-time champions. So, yes, Vegas is on the rise, and everything is looking great there. I'm pretty sure tonight I already know it, but tell the people why you're taking LeBron James and the Lakers to win the first championship of this cup. Uh, well, Micah, that's going to be a fact, and I'll tell you why. It's because LeBron is still LeBron. It's because Anthony Davis is running the floor. It's because the guard play, Micah. They're defending. They they made the Pelicans. You, Micah, you would have never expected that score. 
in the Pelicans game. But they made Zion a non-factor. And LeBron is just incredible. I mean, to see his greatness nightly, Micah, at this age, we'll never I, – I, I hope we see it again. Well, but uh, I'm telling That's why this cup is perfect for LeBron James, because we don't have to see his greatness nightly. We only had to see it for five nights out of the first 23 games that he has played this year. This format is perfect for LeBron James, perfect for the Lakers. They were able to pick and choose their spots, load up, and if you're giving me a one-game scenario where LeBron James gets to rest, uh, assess his team and the opponent he's going to attack, I can't go against LeBron James in this scenario. Mike, all I know is that was a great factor fiction. We hit every sport you could possibly hit. It's the holiday season, Micah, but you know what? The winds have been gusty. Make sure you wear your windbreaker. I don't see too many windbreakers anymore, Micah, but this is the type of weather that you're going to need a windbreaker for. Did the windbreaker get replaced? Placed by the little the the zip up that you see it's it's more of a, I feel like a tennis zip up hoodie. No, the windbreaker, Michael. If you remember, it was almost plastic, right? It was like a it was like um those plastic bags you use for leaves. The windbreaker, and then they put a cool little thing uh, on the side, like a like an insignia or a signature or like like I remember, Michael. Little League Baseball, we got windbreakers, and I was on the A's. Believe it or not, the A's, Mike, is the soon-to-be Las Vegas A's, if they keep the name. But then you had those buttons, if you remember. But I'm going to see if I have an old windbreaker for this weather. Trying to keep out of the wind and keep warm, Mike Adams? Always, Mike. What a pleasure today on Factor Fiction. You're listening to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Let's get back to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Welcome back, Mike Adams 2.0. Don't forget to check the Instagram at Mike Adams 2.0, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Micah Frankel, take it away. Thanks, Mike. I got a great guest coming up for us right now. It's going to be magical. We are joined by the first ever BKFC flyweight champion, first ever BKFC champion from new mexico john the magician dotson how you doing bro oh hey how you doing micah i'm good i'm good how you doing this morning i'm doing excellent and yourself always well always happy to be talking to you coming off of a huge victory take us back to what it was like to get that belt wrapped around your waist here in tingley coliseum in front of the friends and the family uh, man, it, to be honest with you, it was like an amazing feeling because of the fact that I sat there, went out there, crushing this dude's skull in the first round, making sure to solidify myself as the first ever flyweight bare knuckle champion. It was like such a super surreal thing that it became like life altering for myself. But not only that, like we cemented in the history of times of being able to go ahead and knuckle up with everyone as best possible. How did it feel doing it in Tingley? It's a place where you've cornered, you've coached, there's been grappling competitions, somewhere you've performed frequently. So it's almost like you literally did it in your backyard. Well, technically I did do it in my backyard. Nice uh, Albuquerque is my number one home spot, and everywhere and anywhere across town is going to be my backyard. I don't like to say it, but I am the king of New Mexico. 
the king of New Mexico. You're going to lay that claim. Oh, of course. You know, as I've been doing boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, wrestling, and I've just been satisfied and being so happy and up front with everybody and just keep on doing everything like that. Another first-round finish in BKFC. Was there something specifically that you saw out of JR that you were able to take advantage of? Uh, with JR, I knew that he was going to be slower than me, way uglier than me, and the fact that I can go ahead and knuckle his face in. He wasn't going to have enough strength to go ahead and go with anything that I do because of the fact that I'm the fastest thing on the planet Earth, and we already know my model is that I speed kills. Over these last two years, over this win streak, how much has that been a factor, your speed, that people just can't comprehend it until it's in their face? They all think they can catch up with you until you're speeding by them. Yeah, like, everybody keeps on thinking that time is always going to be that deciding factor that I'm going to slow down within that time frame. But the way that I have my technique, how little I take this damage and the abuse of the contact sports of everything else, I seem like the first John Dodson they've ever seen. Like, since 2003, I still have the same type of mobility, skill set, and the speed and power that comes with it. The only thing that's gotten better over time is my charismatic energy and my love for the sport. How have you been able to also remain healthy? What have been some of those keys to avoiding injury? Uh, not doing dumb stuff anymore, like, you know, riding a, a motorcycle, go ahead, do some parkour. I just ran into the door. Uh, that just, yep, that just took me out for the rest of my year. They wonder why I stay healthy. Because uh, I do dumb things. I'm accident prone to everything. Oh! Ladies and gentlemen, live, John Dodson just walked into a door. The first one to lay a hand on him in two years. And, and it's because I'm distracting him, obviously. I, I'm going to take that one in the L column for me, not you. This- no. I'll take that as a no because when I'm walking around being normal, I'm more accident prone to anything. At least I'm cautious when I'm sitting there in a competition setting. When it comes to fighting, just practice, training, I'm more aware about my whole surroundings. I can keep my eye on everything because I'm so fixated on just enjoying my whole moment. So that every, everyone talks about like this tunnel vision when they're in the zone. But when I'm in the zone, I see everything, hear everything, and I all my senses are basically heightened to a new level that makes me want to be something far more amazing than anything else in the world. So are, are we kind of like you get into the Matrix? Or are you like kind of like that guy from Limitless? I mean, pretty much like Limitless because where everything comes calculated and making sure that I have been the best version of myself, that's what it comes through all the time. Did, has it always been like that for you in fighting, or was there like a maturation to that point where things came together and, and you hit that zone? Uh, over time, I accumulated that ability, but right, like when I first started at the gate, I was more worried and cautious about the things that were going to happen, and I was overthinking, overcompensating, and just trying to like assert more dominance over something I couldn't control. And the thing that I learned that I, the only thing I can't control is myself and what I can do to prevent injury to me. So that's why I don't get hurt. That's why I really don't get injured too much. If I do say I'm going to break something, I'm pretty much trying my hardest to break everything bone in my body. Like every time I'm telling you guys I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice my hands for every one of these bare knuckle fights, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Break both my hands so I'm going to be in a cast for 
quite some time. And nobody wants to stand stay around long enough for me to go ahead and, and break a finger. You look at a guy like LeBron James, his longevity that's basically ran in the same time space as your fight career. He said he's dedicated so much to recovery also being prevalent. How much do you find the rest and recovery also helping to expand your longevity? Shoot. Tell you the truth, recovery is like it's just as much important as it is to do the practice and beating up your body. As soon as I destroy my body, I have my good buddy Nate come over and help me out the most. Nate Flores from Lee OSM, he literally fixes me up as much as I can, recovers my muscles, making sure that he can constantly torture me as much as I torture myself and to help me heal. Were you always uh, a big believer in the recovery, or was that something that kind of had to be opened up and shown to you? Uh, you know, this wonderful thing called age has taught me very, very numerous things that I'm not a spring chicken anymore. And I can't just get out of bed and start sparring 18 rounds super hard and not have any consequences. We're seeing that age, and with it, it comes experience. And with that experience and you leading a young group of fighters and training them, what is some of the more valuable, simple advice you're able to give out to young fighters? Because even the other night, back at the Jackson Wing Fight Night, I, I see the young fighters from El Paso. They're just gravitating towards you, trying to pick their, trying to pick your brain, trying to absorb any knowledge they could. You know what? Like, it's that was. I'm kind of like still in awe of that because people look up to me as an idol and inspiration or something that they want to go ahead and do. And I'm like, man, like. The easiest thing I can tell you guys is what got me through everything is I highlighted the best version of myself. Like, when you go out there meeting new people all the time, you always sit there, put on the best showing of yourself. So why not do it every single day for you while you're sitting there highlighting the best version of yourself? You want this attribute. You try to sit there and pick on the things that you enjoy things you love, man, fall in love with yourself all over again by doing the same crazy things over and over again. And that's not just for, like, fighting. I tell people to do that for, like, their relationships or trying to get over things and just trying to stay motivated, driven to anything. Just highlight, just find the thing that got you into it, be the best person of you, and just be excited about doing these things. It shouldn't be, feel like it's, like, hell be honest with you. Everyone will always sit there complaining about, oh, man, I hate doing this because I have to do it. Man, no one, you don't have to do anything. Literally, we have to breathe to still live. We have to go ahead and move around to go ahead and keep the blood pumping and not seem like we're dead. So just enjoy life. Have fun. Be you. So that other people love you. And is that how you keep the same level of passion for competition that you have? Yeah. I enjoy every step of the way. Like, every time I'm walking in for an event, being in a new city, talking to people, I don't care who they are. I just talk to anyone and everyone. And they probably weren't even talking to me, but I was joining in a conversation. I feel like they were my best friends because that's who I am as a person. I like to learn to do things about people, learn about what what they love, what they 
want to do, what I want to do, see if we have some interest, and just so we can kick it for a minute. It's been a quick year. I feel like you've been super active, and you finish it out here going back to Japan, Ryzen 45 on New Year's. That's going to be a spectacular show. As an old-school MMA fan as we both are, we, we both herald at what Pride did. Do you get that same kind of feeling from going to one of the Ryzen New Year's shows? Absolutely, because these dudes are going to be out there screaming my name having a party, having a blast, and not only that, they're going to see a giant Ninja Turtle walk out there and dominate. Because they don't know what Ninja Turtles are out there, and they just think that I'm a crazy-ass mutant. So uh, I'm going to go out there and show them that I'm not just a mutant. I'm a sexy, fun-lovable killing machine that's going to take over Japan and become the new champion at Ryzen. Was it always the plan, and is it still to keep bouncing back and forth, MMA, bare knuckle, filling up the schedule as much as you can? Absolutely. Because of the fact that we just got to touch it. Time is still not on my side. I don't know how much longer I got left in this game, but I'm going to go ahead and do whatever I can to embrace every single moment of it, whether it be me still fighting or teaching, I'm going to keep it up and be a part of this. Like, this is something I've dedicated my whole life to, and since it's a craft that I've perfected, I want to teach it to others and keep on instilling the fact that I am a force to be reckoned with no matter what my age is. Age is just a number. That's what they say, and I feel like you're one of the guys that would say that. We're the same age. I feel it every morning when I get up. Do you still, so have, do do you still have that litany of goals? that you want to uh, achieve here between bare knuckle and MMA? Of course. I want to become the first champion to go ahead and have dueling organizational titles. No, it hasn't been done yet. Because of the fact that I'll be fighting within the bare knuckle realm and in the mixed martial arts realm, I'll be able to have two simultaneous belts in two different high-level organizations. That'll be super cool. And super achievable, it looks like. Here you get the victory, and it'll be 3-0 and in Ryzen. Do you feel like that's when the conversation starts about getting you a title fight? Or do you think you're still a couple wins away with how they're matchmaking you? Uh, they should put me in title contention because I sat there finishing the former Sengoku and Risen champ, oh, Grand Prix champion, being Daniel uh, Tokoro, and then... This dude who I fought last time, he was on a 14-fight win streak. He was, like, the best in Japan, and everybody had high hopes for this kid. Then I sat there and made it look like I was playing with my own son and daughter in there. He couldn't take me down. He couldn't touch me. And every time he touched me, I just smiled, giggled, and laughed. Masahiro Oki. I'm not going to get your opponent's last name right. The next challenger in front of you. He's had a couple notable opponents taking on Horiguchi, Archuleta. He's lost three in a row, though. Do you see that you're going to be able to exploit a lot of his game? Of course. Exploiting his game is making sure I'm staying on top of mine. And my, being on top of my game is about being fast, elusive, and hitting him as hard as I possibly can. He does not like to go ahead and get touched. I mean, like, who else? Like, who really does? 
Well, especially with the explosive dynamite that's lit in my hand, I'm going to set the fuse off on this face and continuously unleash a heavy barrages of nonstop action, and hopefully I can peel this dude back like a banana when I stomp his face into the ground. No one likes to get hit in the face, but there are some guys that are willing to hang in there and they try to fire back. There are some guys you see, they don't react well or or they have these weird defensive kind of grabbing, almost trying to clinch. They go into a, a chaotic mode. Do you feel like that's him? He's not going to react well to the damage coming at him? He reacts well to anything. He's not trying to survive those three those 15 minutes. And While I'm sitting there, I'm... Like, I'm going to sit there and just beat him up. I'm not even, I don't even care. I don't, it doesn't matter if I'm going to need the guy's body to death. I'm going to punch him in the mouth and make him want to submit by verbal submission through the striking, or I'm just going to go ahead and have him just get knocked out in front of his home country. His countrymen are all going to be sitting there saying that he, yeah, that was the worst decision in his playbook to ever call me out and say that he can go ahead and beat me up. 3-0, and looking for the Ryzen title after that one. Well, next on your list, though, once you return and you look at your layout for 2024, is it going to be defending that that bare-knuckle title? Is that most likely what will be next? Because you keep bouncing back and forth really nicely. Well, absolutely. It's going to be for me to go ahead and come back here after a hard-fought victory out of Japan. I'll be back out here hopefully in March-ish. We'll see what like what the details come out to. Like I don't know what the schedule like for bare knuckle is, but I know when I want to fight. So you're looking so at hopefully March. February, March. Like I want to get this fight done, enjoy a little food, and then go ahead and get back to training, doing the hard work, and just keep on pressing people. Have you? It seems like I'm not being impressive enough as Mike Perry getting all the attention, becoming the king of violence, and. I've been stopping people way more than he is. Did you have a reaction to the fight? Did you watch Alvarez versus Perry? What was your reaction, if so? Oh, man, I literally was kind of heartbroken that it ended the way it did. I wanted more of a bloody battle. I wanted to see those two go toe-to-toe for five rounds and hopefully for that possible six. Well, my hat's off to Mike Perry. Shoot. I didn't think he was going to make Eddie Alvarez quit. Same thing, I didn't think he was going to make Luke Rocco quit. But he did it. So, my hat's off the man. The speed advantage, the technical advantage coming down the middle. Alvarez was doing work early. I didn't think that Perry was going to get beat up like that. And then to see the flip in the second round, I was surprised how Perry was able to cut off Eddie and land his power shots. And then you really saw the difference in weight classes. Uh so you're the king of New Mexico. He's the king of violence. Do you feel like you should be the king of violence, though, already? First round finish, first round finish, going around the world, rising, first round finish, first round finish? I thought that's what violence was all about. It's not a two-way streak, as Mike Perry says. Like, hey, you need to be able to, to take, to embrace the violence before you can give it. No, king of violence means that you only give violence. That's the case, but I should just be known as rap. A cardinal sin of wrath and just being the full destruction of everybody. 
Ah, you you got it. The one that is bringing down the violence is the king of violence, and that's what John Dotson has been raining down. You've already taken out, as we're looking at their rankings, one guy tied at number five, Jared Grant, the other guy at number one, Mr. Riggs. So Tyler Randall, Matt Russo, Chauncey Wilson, have any of these guys done anything to get on your radar before I'm giving you the rankings? Nope. I don't even care about who any of those dudes are. They're just going to be next victims that are going to laugh and stand before me and literally be crumbling at my feet. Do you see that? To be honest with you, every single one of those dudes, like, they all have a, they talk a tough game, but they don't really act as well. Do you see yourself possibly needing to um, move weight classes, go up 135 to find yourself a bigger name fight? I might have to, but at the same time, I want to go ahead and destroy the whole flyweight division, clear it out, make sure everyone has no argument of me going up. I want to clean up the whole division with every single one of the flyweights that have gone through. But since Bare Knuckle is such a brand new like sport, we know that these guys are going to go ahead and keep on bringing new and tougher opponents for me to go ahead and actually deal with. Because we're seeing the guys that are in the BKFC already. They're having a hard time dealing with just my flashy speed as it is already. We already kind of see that balance of the fight business going on in BKFC. Mike Perry's not the 175 champion, and he has no in, no need to fight for the belt because he's become a bigger name for a bigger name than the division. Do you see the possibility, like we said, of needing to do something to look at a name from outside the company to create that most biggest opportunity for you possible? be honest with you, like, ah, oh, man, like, that's kind of hard to sit there and answer that one. Because if you think about it, like, wanting to get a name like that, everyone wants money fights. But I don't think there's a big enough name for me to go ahead and fight against Unless they bring in like Manny Pacquiao or Floyd Mayweather, Devin Haney, that would be like a good one. Shoot, even Javante Davis. You always talk about him being such a heavy power puncher, but see him go against some of the actual heavy power punchers without no gloves. I mean, they can sit there and talk all the crap all they want, while all these boxers continuously sitting there saying that you have to be in the bare knuckle realm, and it's not the same thing. That you're just getting these these guys, these guys who aren't fighters. You can be a pretty boxer. You can be a pretty mixed martial artist. Once you're in bare knuckle, it's all about fighting. Be a fighter. See who can really knuckle up and get down and dirty and enjoy having your hands hurt right after the first two punches. Like, how different of a world is this from you've done it, you said it, you've done it all, boxing, kickboxing, MMA. How different of a world is doing the bare knuckle? Uh, bare knuckle is such a unique animal because of the fact that you are going out there, getting hit, getting clipped, and having to try to survive with your hands being busted up and you're literally cutting people's face open and anything can happen. Like, literally, the wrong turn, the wrong block, the wrong slip can stop the fight because your cut is too deep. I mean, Bare Knuckle does a very great job with their medical staff and the doctors when they're sitting there trying to make sure that they're looking out for the best interest of the fighter so that they have a fight career. Like the longevity of them to go ahead and go out there and do more fights. They're not trying to go ahead and have a constant knockouts and concussions that deliver it from every other sport. He's heading to Ryzen 
Ryzen 45. It's going to be the New Year's card. So you get to see John Dotson in the ring, but doing MMA before he's going to return to that bare knuckle ring to defend his title. Today, actually, we got BKFC tryouts going on at the Team Tapia gym. Are you planning to stop by there, champ? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to be out there as soon as I get done sparring. We'll check out the new talent and making sure that they know who should be running this. They want to come out there and go to the top of his gym, but realize we've had a successful team, as in nobody's villains, sitting there being at the top of the rank. What would you say to the young fighters, to the guys that are getting excited, that have signed up, that are going to go out to the tryouts today? I know this isn't for everybody, but what would you say to the people that are going to show up? And for everybody that's coming out there for this Baron Oakle trials, make sure that you highlight the best version of yourself. Show out the reason why you need to be out there on that stage and making sure that you're going to be the next superstar in the square circle. BKFC will be using these tryouts to help fill out the card for the Prospect Series show that has been announced here for Albuquerque, New Mexico, the Tingley Coliseum on January 27th. So I look forward to seeing you guys all out today and learning a little bit more about what we're going to see at the end of January. The Champ, it's been great to have you on again, sir. I appreciate you taking some time out of this morning to join me. Oh, no problem. Thanks for, like, talking to me before I have to go knuckle up and spar with some people today. I know that it's going to be a lot of fun for you. Yeah, I love sparring, and then all of a sudden I'm going to go to a bare knuckle trials and watch the other dudes spar and be like, mm, I did my rounds. Oh, we're going to see the critiquing. We're going to see the professional critiquing. I'm going to get it all from John Dotson today. Check it out at cageminds.com. We'll have some extra bonus content up across our social media. You have a good day, sir. You too, boss. Thank you again. Thank you. Send it back to you, Mike. I want to thank Cell behind the glass. Always good to see you, Cell. Joe Neal, the president. For Michael Frankel, keep doing what you're doing, Michael. You're everywhere. He'll be in Vegas next week. Also want to thank Preston John Michael. Alyssa Ryan, my name is Mike Adams. It's Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Thanks for joining us for Mike Adams 2.0. Join us again next Saturday, 9 to 10, on your New Mexico-owned and operated station, ESPN Radio 1017, the team.